Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. I was confizzled. Miss Frizzle was frazzled because it's Tuesday. It's my first day back in studio. We did an episode yesterday. We recorded it on Sunday. But it is. In case you were frizzled like me, it is Tuesday. Which is exciting for us because it's inadvertently the week is off kilter, giving the vibes of a short week, though it is not. It's actually very much like a, a week, you know? It's, it's giving week. It's giving week. Like, there's so much going on in the world. I think it's uh, UN you week. Don't even I don't want to trigger you. It is UN week. The streets are barricaded. If you live anywhere near the UN, wishing you well, best of luck, Godspeed to you and your family. <clears throat> the president is in town. It's not normal. Like the way it, I always feel this way. Like if I was the president, which, oh my God, how lucky would you all be? Um, I would never leave the house. Like I know like as a president, like you have to do stuff like outside of your house, but the way it inconveniences my subjects, mm -hmm. I would be acutely aware too. Um, and I would ne like the way the whole city has to shut down for one motherfucking person. Like it's giving unnecessary. I agree. And you know who was all about that life? Who? The queen. Never yeah. brought everyone to her, like made sure her homes for centuries <clears throat> have been palaces that so she true. would want to spend all of her time in. And, and the people came to her. And, so true. But now it's like all of that energy is inverted because I don't know if you watched the funeral yesterday, but the whole city is shut down fire, for this yeah. woman, which is so, it was so gorgeous. We'll talk about it. Okay, but that's but, once every every 75 no, years. Right, right, right. Because she's just like a selfless queen and we love that right. for her. It's crazy how I still have so much mid-September trauma. Like I'm still thinking like, is it UN week, you know? And I'm, Right, no, that's the way your brain is wired. And we're miles and miles and miles apart. By the way, that was great. Second of all, now that you just got me thinking, like when you compare Buckingham Palace to the White House, like the White House is like tacky as fuck. Like it's giving like gross because every four years there's like a new person. They redecorate like the queen is like so old school. Like it's only her family who's lived there for years and years. Um, but when I like think of the White House comparing it to Buckingham Palace, I'm like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both. From what I understand, like these palaces are old and they require so much upkeep and it's like impossible. There's, you know, wallpaper crumbling. I think mm -hmm. they, they have like rats and stuff all the time. Mm. Uh, it's really hard to keep them up. I do think the White House, it's more modern because it's only a few it's centuries old compared to like 
thousands of And they of redecorate years. every couple of years. Right. So, you know, Kumza Fresh, I actually think it's a good thing. Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. That's the thing. It always comes back to tabula rasa. Yeah. Like if I were in the White House, you know, every room would be thuma. 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 <laughs> if I was in the White House, the whole thing deadass would be from Wayfair. Oh, for sure. Because I have unlimited like expenses. I like I could do whatever I want. Like I want Wayfair. Yeah. Wayfair. And a sprinkle of Jonathan Adler, which they do sell on Wayfair. Wayfair is is really great sometimes. I had not when they're trafficking children. Right. Oh my God. I like can't ever forget about that. Unfortunately for me. Who could? No, everyone forgot. But like No, they haven't. I actually had a really pleasant experience with Wayfair a few weeks ago. Like they made oh, my yes. whole tell week. everyone that I was will the tell craziest everyone. thing. Uh, so I ordered some outdoor furniture from Wayfair because furniture is just so expensive. And so I was like, I'm going to try Wayfair. <laughs> I got one set of things that was like pretty meh and like what you expect from Wayfair, like definitely should have checked the weight limit. But then I ordered something else and something got delivered. And it wasn't what I ordered. I ordered a couch and instead I got two big chairs, but they were like the same brand, the same coloring. They clearly just like picked the wrong item. Picked the wrong item item. from the shelf. But they did, they were nice looking and they matched what I was waiting to get. So I called Wayfair. I told them they sent the wrong thing. They made me send pictures, blah, blah, blah. And at the end they were like, and you can just keep that or donate it, whatever you see fit. It's not worth the cost to us to like bring it back to the warehouse. Right. And it matches the thing that I'm having coming. I have this gorgeous outdoor set. No, I, um, I've sat in it. It's literally stunning. It's I, so premium. I only had to pay for half of it. And they were so kind. And they were so, they were like, the customer experience was so pleasant. They were so pleasant on the phone. I was also pleasant too. So I think like you get out what you put in. So Josh Because I was and like, ben, I couldn't be bothered. Because I was like, this is your guys' problem. Like, yeah. you'll come pick it up. I'm not dealing with it. Josh I'm not and gonna, ben, I'm not going to stress out about it. On Good Guys, they were talking about this, like customer service, you know, behavior. And it was such a funny conversation because Josh was telling me, like the audience, what he does. And it's exactly what I do. And he's 100% right that you will get so far with just this one tactic. I've been doing it for years. Let's cosplay, okay? So you're going to be Susan from Delta or whatever, okay? Oh, but I'm Delta? Okay, whatever. Like you're Susan from Amazon. Well, okay. It just depends on like what the place is. Because when you're on the phone with an airline, it's impossible to be nice because you've just had the worst few days of your life. Actually, like I've used this tactic exclusively with Delta because that's really the customer service that I call the most. Okay, I'll be Susan from Delta. Okay. Ring, ring. Hello, Susan from Delta. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Claudia. Susan, how are you? Thank you so much for picking up. Me? Nobody ever asked about Susan. Right. How right. Susan? So you repeat back the name and you ask how the person is. There is so much like... It's like disarming. Josh was, yes. Josh was saying that he does that. And I'm like, oh my God, I do that too. Like saying someone's name, especially someone who works in customer service and who's used to being railroaded, just like that tiny bit of like personal touch, I think goes such a long way. And I like pretty... I have pretty good customer service experience with a lot of companies because I'm always... Don't get me wrong. I've had those moments when I'm like, Hi. Yeah, I'm here. My thing is not here. Like I've had those moments, but always try and say the person's name and just ask them how they are at the beginning. It is seriously, it goes such a long way. Okay, thank you for that tip of the day. You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. You heard it from yeah. Claudia Ashray. And there's just something really personal about saying someone's name, especially when you're in a job where I feel like most of the people you interact with couldn't give less of a shit what your name is. Yeah. So what you're saying is call me by your name. Call me when you want, call me when you need, call me by your name, I mean, oh, call me by your name. Fun fact about me, never seen that movie. 
Just oh, me neither. Add it to the list of like big movies that everyone loves. No, I don't think that No, that, that movie has so much adoration. From like a niche audience. It's not, I don't think it's like a mega. I've never seen it either. And people like don't care. They don't, they don't come for you. No, and I feel like I know a lot of people, actually, who haven't seen that movie. Oh, look at you. Well, maybe for me, it's just because Rebecca and Dana, like, it's their favorite movie. They saw it together. Really? They both had read the book. It's, like, their thing. So maybe it's just, like, it was a book first. And maybe it's, like, me feeling left out. Maybe this is, like, some sort of internal, (laughs) like, you're, you're, this is, like, therapy. Maybe. No, a movie I've never seen, like, in full um, is Wedding Crashers. And, like, that's a big deal. That is a big deal because it's amazing. No, I know. And like, it's always on cable. So like, I'll watch it. I, I always find myself watching it when I'm getting ready for a show. Cause like I'm in a hotel that just has cable and it's like movies we love on E mm-hmm. it's always on. So I'm like watching a cup I'll watch an hour and I'll see 25 minutes of the movie because of the commercials. You should sit down with it. Honestly, it's really that good. No, I know. But like I've made it this far and now it's just an interesting fact about me, you know? Oh, she's so interesting. An interesting fact about a movie that I ruined for myself because I didn't sit down with it and I just turned it on is Gone Girl. I, can't, I, I never read the book. I turned the movie on in the middle. Remind me what movie this is. Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike, crazy fucking bitch. I get that movie confused with Girl on a Train. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But no, but she- But I think I've seen Gone Girl. You have. She's like- She goes missing. She goes missing. And the, for the first half, it's like, is she alive? Spoiler is she dead? alert, if you've never seen it, just- She goes missing. First half, is she alive? Is she dead? Like, did Ben Affleck do it? It turns out she orchestrated the whole thing to make her husband look guilty. But I turned it on in the middle, so I never had the question of, I always knew she was alive. Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. So I I mean, that's a kind of a crazy thing to do, to like turn on a movie you've never seen and watch it from the middle. I I, I had no idea. So I played Mm. myself on that. I didn't get to experience it. I didn't get to experience it. Congratulations. You You played played yourself. yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it's Tuesday. Normally we wouldn't do our House of the Dragon recap, but we were delayed because I was traveling this weekend. I watched it on the plane last night. When I tell you, I actually rewound and watched the wedding scene again because I was like quaking. Were you? When, spoiler alert, when Damon like put his hand around her neck, I swear to God, I paused. Oh, I, I watched it last night too. I, the episode like didn't do that much for me. Okay, I'm we'll sorry. talk about it in I'm the so- official yeah, yeah. TV recap. I, in fact, I even watched the explainer at the end just to like, make sure I saw what everyone else saw. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was interesting, but... Um, well, I'm, I have questions for you because I downloaded it offline on HBO Max, on the HBO Max app on my computer, which is riddled with issues. Like, can somebody get with the program? And I guess the director's explanation doesn't make it in that version. Okay. Because I was ready. I was like, great, I have six-hour flight. Let me watch this 20 minutes where the director explains. Because I was a little confused about what happened at the end of the episode. I know. Tsunami and it wasn't even there. Tsunami listening to the podcast. Uh, by the way, I'm down. Yeah. They should only if they have Matt Smith on. He should host it. And only if they like, join TNN. percent. Not to make everything about us. But somehow it always finds its way back. Right. And to make it about me, I just wanted to say I got home la- late last night. Seven hour delay. Oh, my God. Like, kill me. Um, from the PNW, Pacific Northwest. And I have to say, Seattle is literally stunning. Like, the weather is, I mean, I'm sure like during the winter it sucks, but like while it's still 85 degrees here, they're like falling into fall over there and it's a city by the water and it was so crisp, like really the most stunning weather. I was obsessed. Like it, there was a, like a small chill in the air, but it was still summer, you That's know? so nice. 
it was really nice and the toast is like so like popular in Seattle it's like so random to me and like whenever we're like going through demographics for tour or anything I'm always like oh yeah Seattle like we're weirdly like big there I feel that because um, I feel like if you like Seattle weather yeah. you like our personalities there's something it's the chili girls there's something very correlative between like people and weather and we are cold weather people it's totally correlative you know, like, are we big 100%. in Arizona? I wouldn't be surprised if we're not. Uh, we actually are. I love that for us. Well, because they like to party. That's the thing. Um, we're just like big everywhere because this <laughs> is the number one show on the planet and we're big girls. So that kind of makes sense. You know? I wonder what state we're the least popular in. You would know. <sighs> Think of yeah, ticket well, sales. Th- well, no, it's states I've never been to. Right. Like, I really want to do a show in Iowa. Like, it's my dream. I would make you come and we would literally farm shop. Farm shop. But I think it's too small of an audience to even go, you know? You'll never know if you don't try, Claude. And maybe that's how you become big in Iowa. Like, they see you on the marquee. They're like, okay, it's Saturday night. Who? What, who's playing the theater? <laughs> oh my God, you. I sneezed on it. It's true. I'll go with you. If you, if you book a show, I will, I'll get I there. I really want to. Okay, goals. You have to always have goals. It was such a great weekend, though. You know, I've been like, every time I take like a quick, not even a quick, like I haven't been on stage since Red Bank, which was end of August. So like about a month. I always am like, I'm a fraud. No one's coming. I'm not funny. Like, I have a total reset. It's like the first time I'm ever doing stand-up and I have terrible anxiety and I can't sleep. Um, so just to like be reaffirmed that like, it's I'm still great. This is literally what I was born to do. It was so fun and it was such, it was kind of crazy. Like, I know it's still America, but there's something about the Pacific Northwest from New York that feels so far. It feels like a different country. I mean, it's a six-hour flight, which is just insane. I just feel like it really shouldn't have to take that long. Um, And it's a totally different culture. And I actually felt like I was playing a show in another country, and it was like, wow, I'm so big in this country. That's nice and delusional for you. I do know what you're saying. It did feel like you were really far from me. Yeah, and people, like, were messaging me, like, what do you think about PNW? Nobody ever says that about Cleveland. They're like, it's just, a, it's like a city, you know? But they were like, I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on the PNW because it is like this totally weird, different, not in a bad, or, uh, a bad way. Like it's just this kind of remote part of the country that I feel like exists within itself. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not offending anyone. I'm not meaning, I'm, not, I'm saying it in a positive way. No, yeah, and you said that you love Seattle. I loved Seattle. Portland was cute too, but I didn't spend as much time in Portland. I was there literally for three hours and I was, on Robitussin, so I was asleep the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the sick girls, we're feeling better. Yeah. Um. I th- I sounded so sick on yesterday's episode. You did. I like finished my illness, and then I also caught a cold, so it was mm. like a twofer. And then for the last since Saturday night, I like tweaked my neck. Oh my oh. god. I'm. I was not okay. I don't know if it's got if it's healed yet. It's been like slowly creeping up throughout the day, and by the end of the day, like I actually can't move. Um, right now I'm okay, but that was just that was undeserved. Like that was not there. I'm, I'm super happy you're okay, but more importantly, how's Roldini's neck? His neck is good. It's his, good. Yeah, his neck is getting stronger than ever. You know, you're taking care of the neck. Yeah, his neck. It's come a really a long way in the last few months because you know. He, Babies are born without necks. Babies don't have necks. He went from being no neck to man with a neck. Big, strong neck. Big, strong neck. So his neck is doing well, and that's actually more important. I would take several bullets for that neck. It's so warm and soft, and I swear to God, like, I could sleep there. 
Also, speaking of you taking bullets, something that's been cracking me up is like behind you in the studio, there is a little hole from where the neon sign used to hang. And someone said like, it looks like a bullet hole. And to me, it's representative of all of the um, metaphorical bullets that you take for everyone on the daily. Yeah, no, I I could spackle it, but it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Symbolism is a cornerstone principle of the morning toast. And what you see above my head, if you're watching on YouTube, is a physical manifestation of all the bullets I would take for each and every one of you. Because Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. You say sorry just for show. If you live like that, you live with ghosts. We're like low-key really creeping up on the release of Midnight's, Taylor's new album. Um... And it's just, it's so nice to have a life. You know, I feel like for the last couple of years, like I really haven't had a life. So I basically just sit around waiting for things to happen. Mm -hmm. But I'm so booked and busy that like things are just happening. Yeah. Speaking of- In the words of Sheena Marie Shea, it's all happening. Speaking of Taylor, I watched The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your commentary was cracking me up. Honestly, I forget. Who was I on the phone with? I think I was on FaceTime with my friend Abe. When you had texted me about the summer I turned pretty and I was literally cackling. I was like, Jackie is so fucking funny. Like, and I, I feel this way. Like, I, I obviously suck the air out of every room. Like, I suck the air out of the podcast. Like, if I wasn't around, everyone would be like, oh my God, Jackie is funnier than Claudia. Like, you are so fucking funny. <laughs> you, you were, Jackie was sending me text messages if you watch the summer I turned pretty of the scene where Billy gets drunk off those like cranberry margaritas and ends up pushing the woman with cancer down the stairs. <laughs> um, and her comment. Terry was so fucking funny but tell me what you thought okay I I'm really happy for the campers that they have like content like this I personally am double belly's age so I was feeling like just a little too old to be watching mm-hmm. it but it was really she's really a sweetheart but like I just can't relate to her and like I please explain to me why they call her belly like if I was 15 years old and everyone was calling me belly like I would be like triggered Well, if you, I mean, I don't know what most normal 16-year-olds have in terms of, like, self-esteem or, like, body image awareness. I guess, like, okay, if anybody called me belly right now, like, literally, you're taking a bullet. You're taking a bullet. (laughs) Jail. Um, But I think, like, 16, you're, like, young enough to still be, like, carefree about your body. Oh, what a time to be young. Yeah, so... It was just interesting. But her name is Isabel, yes. right? So it's Isabella. Isabella. Yeah. It was interesting just to watch it from the perch of like an older person. It's like, okay, this is what the kids are up to. This is really like wholesome content for kids to be watching. Like I'm, I'm here for that. But um, I find myself like watching it more from like the parent perspective, which is so mm-hmm. crazy. And I'm like, these kids, some of the, some of them, like Belly is such a good kid. And like, you can only hope that, you know, your kids like She are, stays the track. She's yeah. like that she is just, you know the model child but like the boys were being like so moody and mean and I was like ugh, is that what I have to look forward to like but you know what that was like a and I thought they did a good job that was like such a palpable thing in the book it's like her family like they're so fucking mean to her like her brother I wanted to kill like he was so mean to her in the book and like you end up feeling so bad for her but that's really what it's like to be a teenage girl who's like surrounded by like cousins and brothers like they leave you out and they're mean to you and they throw you in the pool and it was like you feel so sorry for belly and that really did translate very well to the show it did but then it's also like she gets to go to the Debs with all the girls who are obsessed with her brother and her cousins and like she's yeah. the cool she's automatically she's cool. that bitch she's that bitch so like I didn't feel that bad for her for that long I also found myself like I'm more interested in the love story between Steven and C- uh what was Shayla I don't know I watched a show like six the months brother ago. and totally. his girlfriend by the end like they're 
fully in love. Like they're actually going through stuff throughout the show. And I'm like, I want their book. Yeah. Well, I don't, did you, you didn't read the book, did you? No, no. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. So the, it's really kind of, um, really similar. The only few things they changed were, uh, Jeremiah is not bisexual in the book. Um, and there is no debutante ball. And even though it was like this big thing in the show, it's not, it didn't, it's like not that big of a deal. It, I don't really feel like it changed that much for me because it was like the show needed like benchmarks. Yes, the like season, end you know? of summer. What are we? Like, yes, I agree. I'm. That's shocking that debutante wasn't in the book. I know, but like it didn't bother me. And okay, so like yes, you thought it was like childish and a little immature. But like when he gets up to dance with her at the dead ball and they play that Taylor Swift song, like you died, right? I, I actually did die, and I, okay. I'm very Team Conrad. Duh. And I I like him as a person. Um, I like him for belly and I just like I, he's very handsome and you don't know what happens right no I just watched the first se- season so this is the first season is the first book okay and they end on the beach and spoiler alert Conrad and belly kiss yeah 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 um like the way it's not like a traditional like happy ever after. like what happens is fucking crazy oh I can't wait to hear but I don't think that it's gonna be like they honestly shouldn't have kissed because he's about to go to college and like meet real women and mm-hmm. it's gonna make belly look even younger like if they're ever gonna have a chance of being together forever like she needs to get a little bit older because he's on the precipice of adulthood and she's a sophomore you just have to wait like you'll say the the show covers a span of I think like 10 years wow that's yeah like, so they grow up that's like tell me lies on hulu which you really need to watch i know i need to read the book no well, wait i heard that the show is so different from the book oh. but the show is amazing and i feel like if i read the book and then the show was different i would hate you the would show like comparing. just watch the show i think okay okay i will then and did you start a new book on the plane I did. So I finished this series um, by Abby Jimenez, which is so fucking good. Like, I want to recommend this book. Like, first of all, there's a major trigger warning. It's like really covers a lot of infertility and it was so fucking sad. Um, But like the name of the book is called The Friend Zone and on the cover it's like two cartoons. And so I thought I was getting ready for like some porn, you know. Um, Not only was there like no porn, which I didn't mind. It was like the most sad, serious book. I cried two times. Why the fuck is it called the friend zone? Like at no point are they even friends. Like it's, it was like really misleading. And I feel like if people knew what it was about, they would want to read it more. And then there's a sequel, which was like silly and cute and fun, whatever. Um, But the first part, it's called the friend zone. And then the second one is the happy ever after playlist. And then there's like a playlist that goes along with it, which is really cute. Um, The friend zone by Abby Jimenez is incredible. Like it was so good. I think I finished it and I swear to God, 30 minutes. I was obsessed. Um, then on the plane, I started City of Likes by Jenny Mullen that you told me to read. And it's super good, except like uh, the protagonist makes me want to kill like myself. Like she's so fucking depressing. Um, she literally makes me never want to become a mom the way she like talks about motherhood. I'm like, this is what it is. Yeah, like she's like stressed to the nines. She's so fucking stressed and she's like not helping her case. And honestly, her husband fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, but I, I see the makings of a good book. Like you're totally right. It's someone I like, I hate when people write about like social media or just like a certain thing, which is totally, you could tell is from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. She writes, it's about influencers and social media and like, she really nails it, I think. And she nails like that, like Chelsea house is obviously so house. I'm a member of so house. Like she nails everything about like these membership clubs. Like she's totally right. Yeah. So that's why it's really good. I Dana recommended it to me. I would recommend it to anyone city of likes. And I read it so quickly. Like it was really just an enjoyable read. 
So maybe I will just watch Tell Me Lies on Hulu before I um, read the book. Yeah, it reminds me of Sex Lies of College Girls. I don't know if I told you that yet. So. You did. I love Sex Lies of College Girls. I know. Girls. It was good to be back there. Okay, good. So contemplates are full. I still haven't watched Manti Teo, but it's totally on my list of things to do. Um, I'm just like so busy. Like I said, booked busy. Um, I have another show this weekend in Long Island. It's my last show in New York, and I think everyone should come. Tickets available at girlnojob.com slash tour. I love performing in Long Island, like on Long Island. Sorry. Um, there's really nothing like it. I'm excited for everyone and for you. Thank you. And it's Rosh Hashanah next week, which means we're encroaching upon Yom Kippur season. So everyone just keep that in mind. But first up, we have Rosh Hashanah, which is a nice holiday. It's the Jewish New Year. We're going to reset, renew. And it's going to be nice. It is going to be nice. So I think without further ado, we could get into the fast Mm -hmm. five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spritz Society. So based on the idea that taste matters, Jackie, Ben, and I created Spritz Society after seeing a market need for a canned cocktail that actually tastes good. So you guys know Spritz Society is our brand. It is canned cocktails. We come in five different flavors. We are delicious. We're carbonated. We're all natural. We've got blood orange, pineapple, lemon, grapefruit, and most recently peach, which is really climbing the ranks to be everyone's favorite flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we have the founder favorite bundles. So if you don't know what to try first, then you can trust us. Ben, Jackie, and I each created bundles of our favorite flavors that you can buy at spritzsociety.com. Each bundle comes with six four packs of our absolute favorite flavors. So Jackie's comes with three peach and three pineapple. Mine come with three grapefruit and three lemon. I love mixing grapefruit with tequila. It's also good on its own. And lemon is like, it's giving Poland spring energy. It's refreshing. It's delightful. And sometimes I forget that there's wine in it. Mm. So you get an 18% savings when you buy the bundle. Um, It's too good of a deal to pass up since you're ordering so many packs. We're getting you 18% off. And the founder favorite bundles are now available on spritzsociety.com. And you can shop today. Thank you, McClardia. You're welcome. Okay, our first story, the queen has been laid to rest. Monday morning was her funeral procession in the UK. And some celebs turned out making this a toasty story. Totally. Bear Grylls and Sandra Oh and more celebs attend Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. Who's Bear Grylls? Like, that sounds familiar. Man versus Wild. Is it Bear Grylls? It's spelled with a Y, so that's probably why. Okay. But you know Man versus Wild, and like then Zac Efron's always trying to like be Bear Grylls. Be him, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, Sandra Oh, and Sophie Winkleman were among the celebrities who attended Queen Elizabeth II's funeral at Westminster Abbey on Monday. A lot of people were very confused as to why Sandra Oh was in attendance, but she um, has won a medal for in as a member of the Order of Canada, and she went as a representative, which was exciting. And Bear Grylls represented the scouts at the state funeral because he is chief scout. Of course he is. I mean, if he's not chief scout, there's nefariousness. Okay, I mean, the fact that Sandra Oh got to go, and Sandra Oh also happens to be the actress who said, Gupta, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, 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 the queen is coming, is really art imitating life. Yeah, no, that's how you know, like, there's a god, and he's making things make sense. Or that's how you know that we're living in a simulation, because, like, that's simulation tings. Yeah, it is. Someone's fucking with us. Yeah, it's, like, a little too on the nose. It is, but it was wonderful to see her there. The 
funerals actually like not that star studded considering what we've seen like from royal weddings, weddings and such but it was very very serious very focused on her majesty and it, and i know it's like not about this particular thing but like the royal women looked like it was for the history books like there's a picture of kate going viral where she's just like wearing her hat and her veil and she's looking forward and her glam is like sickening the palace down and that photo like Remember how when Harry and Meghan like had their last royal event and they, she wore that blue dress and it was raining and there were all the lights and they took those like movie star textbook pictures. Mm -hmm. This picture of Kate is in the textbook too. Like it's so stunning. Yeah. She's also wearing the queen's pearls mm -hmm. and earrings and I think a brooch as well. Speaking of photos, the one of Princess Charlotte crying after the funeral, like. No, kids are so real. Like they're going to keep it real, you know? Yeah. It was really a beautiful 10-day procession, the fu uh, funeral itself and all the... Uh, fanfare. Fanfare. It was, it was very moving. It was a funeral fit for a queen. It was. And it was moving and, you know, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of... Like, there's tabloid stuff because people pick apart everything, but as it pertains to, like, Harry and Meghan, like, with the family, I feel like there's really nothing happening, which is good. Like, no news is good news. There's nothing real happening, but, like... The Every single headline is about so-and-so was sitting here. They were in the second row. Right, right. Meghan's like Harry doesn't salute because like, well, I actually thought that was interesting. Like when they all, all the family in their uniforms like walk by and they salute because Harry is not a working royal. He doesn't salute. And he's not in his uniform, so he doesn't salute. Right. But he was in his uniform for some of it. For one thing. Yeah, he looked really hot. Like I, that I was feeling it. uniform maketh man because. no. And now I know what they say, like why they say there's something about a man in uniform. Like there is. <laughs> no, there is. And it's working for all of them. Every single one, especially because like, you know, the hat covers and William's head. So he was like balding. No, but he, uh, you know, Harry's also premature. It's obviously a genetic thing. And if I thought that James Hewitt was his father, I now um, don't because I've really noticed through all these pictures that he's balding. Could be coming from Diana's side because Charles has a nice head of hair. So that doesn't that change so anything. True. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening to Harry too. How much younger is Harry than William? Uh, that's a great question. Let's get some answers. He's 38. Who? Harry. Sorry, that wasn't clear. Helpful. And William is 40. Oh, so they're like super close in age. Yeah. William looks much older. Yeah, I don't know. Not with that uniform on. No, he should walk around in that all day long. Yeah, and I think now he has to. Also, oh, everyone totally. in the family is moving on up. Like Charles inherited Queenie's estate. William mm -hmm. inherited Charles a billion dollar estate. They're all getting wow. houses, jewelry, the works. Sickening. Sickening. Um, So it's really genuinely, quite literally, the end of an era. Yeah, and I saw, I think that now that the public mourning period is over like the family will now mourn in private I think King Charles is going to Balmoral so hopefully they get some time off to actually you know deal with the loss in their life and uh things might be quiet yeah I'm sure Harry and Meghan are running back to California mm -hmm. I don't think I think if anything like this whole saga reinforced for them but like probably specifically Meghan how like happy they are to not be working royals yeah well I think maybe in this uh, one moment they maybe 
if there was ever a time to they be were. a working role. Yeah, because they would have been in the front row and he would have been wearing the right. uniform and not everything would have felt like they were second in line. Yeah. They would have been more no, a part of everything. That's true too. But I think like it's probably like traumatizing like when you're back in it, it's like reminding of all the reasons why you left. Yeah. And I'm, like and I'm sure it's worse than ever now because of everything that has than happened. Than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I will miss seeing, you know, the gang back together, but it's time for everyone to go back to their separate sides of the the earth. The planet. pond. Yeah. Pond. Thank you. Um, yeah. No, I'll miss. I'll miss it all. I'll miss her. <sighs> yeah. The new era begins. King Charles, Cavalier Spaniel, Bryce is the king of the UK. Never thought we would see see it. it. But here it is, and he has risen to the challenge. Um, Actually, Theo's older, so he would probably be the king. Yeah, that's true. Every time I look at Bryce, I'm just like, King Charles. I'm just like bowing my head, curtsying. I wonder what kind of dogs King Charles has and why they aren't King Charles's. We don't know if they are or they aren't But the thing is, we would know if they are. Like, everyone would be sending it to us. So true. So they're not. So they're not. Which just is another opportunity. Another X in the Charles column trying to remain positive. 100%. But it's hard. 100%. He makes it he's so hard. It hard. Oh my God. And these so temper hard. tantrums he's throwing. Girl, stop. No, it's it's low-key embarrassing. Girl, the queen would never. It's giving toddler energy. <laughs> 73-year-old toddler. 73-year-old toddler. Are you ready for our next story, which is really the big celeb news of the day? Yes. Model Sumner Stroh claims she had an affair with Adam Levine. An Instagram model is going viral on TikTok Monday for accusing Adam Levine of having an affair with her. The woman, Sumner Stroh, did not identify the cheating party at first, only calling him a man who is married to a Victoria's Secret model and then showing screenshots of DMs with his whole last name. The Maroon 5 frontman has been married to former Victoria's Secret angel Bahati Prince Lou since 2014. She said, Sumner... Quote, at the time I was young, I was naive and quite frankly, I felt exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. However, uh, she told Page Six. Yeah, but sorry, at the time, it was 2022, so. Was it 2022? Like a lot of her screenshots were from this year. Oh, okay. So yeah, at the time. So I guess she became in the scene like in the last five minutes. Last week, yeah. Yeah. Um, she said that the affair took place last year when she graduated college in 2021. And she posted in the video, you know, that they had an affair. It was whatever. She wasn't going to say anything. But that Adam Levine then DM'd her saying, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby. And if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. There's so much to unpack here. Let's let's unpack the part that like Adam Levine had an affair. Levine cheats on his wife if with women he meets on Instagram. I'm sure there's more women because you don't just like do it once. You no, know? and like you don't act like this casual about it when it's if right, it's a one right. t- big deal. And of course, that makes me hate Adam Levine. I never particularly like was obsessed with him, but like I was into him. You know, Maroon Five is a good band. Um, I have literally no respect for him. I think it's disgusting. His wife is pregnant and he's still DMing this girl. Um, This is like musician tings. This is not surprising. This is what people in Hollywood do, et cetera, et cetera. What I found to be so interesting was this video. And this video came up for me naturally on my For You page. And then I like watched it, digested it. And then my For You page became inundated with commentary on this situation because the girl's energy in the video is so bizarre and cavalier for someone who's admitting to having an affair with a married man who has a baby on the way, you know? A third um, baby. And I ha- a third. I hate to be like this girl 
and it goes without saying like Adam Levine is literally deplorable. Like this is disgusting, unethical behavior. Some like I literally have no respect. I have just as much respect for this person as I have for the shit on my shoe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like low key, like you are a part of it too. Like you, everyone knows he's married. He literally tells you as a baby on the way, like, like you should not be like making videos. Like this is embarrassing for you too. Like, ew. And like, she didn't seem apologetic. She wouldn't even like say Bahati Prinsloo's name. She was like this model, like very dismissive. And it's like, it's a very bizarre video because you're exposing yourself um, and Adam for sure. But you're exposing yourself too, and like no, nobody asked, and then you came out here and said you literally like home wrecked. Right, and I feel like it takes two. I'm sorry, it takes two people to wreck a home. Right, I feel like she's trying to position herself as like a victim, sort of. It was giving victim mentality, and like that's that's not going to work for me because again, like no. you engaged in this, yeah, and, and like, and by the way, there is totally, totally, totally a power imbalance with like a mega, mega star and a girl who's clearly trying to become famous, whether it's through Instagram, through modeling, like there's a power imbalance. But you had an affair with a married man. Right. And so, and so that is what it is, like asking then sort of like for sympathy and right. that's where it doesn't land for me. And then like, you know, obviously now people are inundating her socials. She updated the caption on her most recent Instagram post to be like, you know, you know where to find me for more content or whatever. Like, very promoting. So it's just, I don't know what to make of the situation. I just think, like, Adam Levine, like, my respect for him is completely depleted. I think he's gross. But I also thought it was just, like, a weird fucking flex. Like, I agree. So you're you're out here making this video, like, admitting you did this horrible, unethical thing with Adam Levine. Like, but we're not both. supposed to, like, focus on that. We're supposed to focus on the fact that he wants to name uh, his baby Sumner. But it's like, wait, 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 right, what did no. you just say? What did you say? No, and like, and maybe someone could explain that to me. Like the discourse is very much like not us blaming the woman. No, no I'm blaming both of you yeah. equally. Actually, maybe a little bit more Adam Levine since you're the one with the wife. But like you're a woman. You're supposed to like support your fellow woman, not fuck her husband. Yes, I. And so a lot of the discourse is like, well, why are we focusing? Like I saw Sarah Foster posted a photo, I posted a TikTok and it was like, men who cheat are disgusting. So are the women who cheat with married men. And the comments are like blowing her up. I guess you're like not a woman who supports other women if you don't at least acknowledge the fact, like if you acknowledge the fact that like it takes two people, a man and a woman to break up a marriage. Like if you even say that, like you're not a woman who supports other women. And this is why I don't support the whole like journey of women supporting other women. Like I think a good way to support women is holding them accountable for their mistakes. No, and to like not sleep with their husbands. Right. And not just like blindly like, oh, well, she's a woman. So she's like, I actually think that mentality like makes women weaker. Like, well, she's a woman who got caught up. What women aren't capable of making their own decisions. Right. I don't know. I'm not into this at all. And I feel like it's really highlighting for me um, this like what's wrong with the concept of women supporting other women. I also think like this sort of harks back to like this attempt to like go viral and yes. it's like you don't even realize you're exposing yourself and how terrible you look because at what cost right so I just I, I don't I don't think she it's did giving, what she thought she was doing it's giving BLE from everyone involved big loser energy but he is like majorly exposed and I do think that for a lot of people Adam Levine and Bahati Prince who were like couple goals in like in a real way yeah everything that I've seen of their relationship so far is like so sweet and they're you know they're three kids they're in Hollywood they're both huge stars and like they seem truly mm -hmm. in love like 
Okay, so that's not what it seems. I think a lot of people's bubbles has been burst. And a lot mm-hmm. of people like love Adam Levine. I'm gonna have to talk to Dana about this because she loves Maroon 5. And I need oh. to know, like, obviously this is gonna change how she looks at him. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a really good point. Um, I think if you're someone who like consumes a lot of celebrity media, um, it's obviously, you know, it's not great news, but it's not surprising. Like he is like a rock star. I know, but that's why and- when it does seem like it's a real the real thing and like that these it's a real marriage and they're in love and they're committed to each other. That's why we ship so hard for couples that we think yeah. are that. I just, I, I, I wouldn't put Adam and Bahati for me in that category. I feel like I've heard things about him before. Oh, I never like, had heard it. At the Victoria's Secret fashion show, like being nefarious. Like, I feel like I've heard things. I never heard anything. This is like, if I heard something about, I don't even know who seems so great anymore. Like. Yeah, no, nobody. Like everyone's letting us down. Yeah. Oh, do we have it as, as a story that Kelly Clarkson got her star on the Hollywood Walk no, of Fame? No, I meant to. Um, if you want to bump one that you I will don't bump like, we can talk about it now. a story that is just, I picked it for the, its losery energy, and I was excited to share mm. it with you. Or we could just talk Damn, about the I fact can... that Kelly Clarkson has a star on the Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame. Which is so long overdue, but the reason why I wanted to talk about it and why I was like deeply moved was because, you know, when you get a star on the Walk of Fame, you invite like a couple select celebrity friends. That's what makes the thing like a photo op. And she had Simon, Randy and Paula, the original OG judges of American Idol standing behind her. And I swear to God, I could cry. Like it was so, it was so moving. So moving. And we love that Kelly like never forgets where she came from. And even though I do think a lot of the American Idol post fame and the work was like kind of really toxic for her like the record label that you and automatically sign on to and everything that comes with that like they own all your crap yeah I think she had a hard time transitioning uh but still she and like remember so much of where she got to so much of how she got to where she was like yes American Idol was a huge launching pad but like she worked so hard she went through highs she went through lows like there are people carry underwood of course they don't have a morning show like she's really gotten to where she is so much in due to the fact because that's just like what she was meant to do and she works hard and she has star quality and american idol was helpful in discovering that so it's very cool that she is paying homage to where she came from it's why we love kelly she's a down-home girl she remembers her roots and i thought it was beautiful kelly that's beautiful kelly that's beautiful are you ready for our next? Oh, no. She's and last ready. week I misspoke. I don't think the Kelly Clarkson show is permanently moving to New York. I think they did like premiere week for her season, like big promo in New York. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sad for New York. So I guess we can't get tickets. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. No, she's not. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Canva Pro? Yes. Creating visual content is an essential part of what we do. If you follow us on social media, you know we're always churning out sickening content. And you might be shocked to learn that Jackie nor I are graphic designers, yet all of our content looks like it was made by a team of graphic designers. But that's because it was made by Canva for Teams. Ever since we found Canva for Teams, it has been so easy to collaborate and design with Jackie, which makes the whole process so much more creative and fun. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy to create stunning content in any format, from social media posts to videos, presentations, websites. The endless templates and premium fonts, photos, graphics, and videos add personality and edge to our content. 
With featured designs for brand consistency, Canva for Teams makes it easy to maintain your aesthetic, add your logos, your fonts, your colors to anything you create. It also streamlines how we do social media too. So we can plan, create, and share social media content directly to all of our channels from one place and even schedule posts ahead of time, which is great for weekends, for vacations, when I'm on tour. We're scheduling content so we don't have to be on our phones all the time and we can be present girlies. If you want to collaborate for, with Canva for Teams, right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast for a free 45-day extended trial. We enjoy using Canva Teams so much. Jackie can go into a template, mess around, then I can go in, see Jackie's changes. It's collaborative. It's easy. It makes it look professional. Canva.me slash toast. Love it. By the way, um, Adam Levine has denied the affair. He just spoke to TMZ. He said, quote, I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair, nevertheless. I crossed the line during a regrettable period of my life. He said his interactions in certain instances became inappropriate. Quote, I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. He said, my wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. Well, I guess that's interesting in the sense that her video had, you know, rock solid proof that they were communicating, not that they were having an affair. Yeah. So then he's calling her a liar. Well, he's saying what you saw in the video is true. I did message inappropriately and and in a flirtatious manner, but she didn't have any proof that they were ever physically together. Maybe that's her next video. Like he says they never had an affair. And then she's like, boom, picture of us in bed. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so I right now, like he has the benefit of the doubt because there's no proof of the affair there's just proof of you know flirtatious messages which is not okay to do if you're a married man with children also like it's not just flirtatious it's not just flirtatious (laughs) messages no of course not of course not but he is you know leaning into the fact that that's the only rock solid proof that she had yeah perhaps but so we'll have to see how she doesn't really change anything i just hope that he changes you know but it's up to bahati and him Uh, they don't care what i think i know and it's like pregnant women don't need this stress no like, as a husband, you're supposed to be doing everything in your power to make your pregnant wife life's easier, not more difficult, and adding stress and making her blood pressure go up, which is not good for the baby. Yeah, totally. Dick. 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 Next up, Don't Worry Darling premiered in New York last night. Miss Flo and Chris Pine were not there, but Margot Ashray was there to save yes. the day. So Florence Pugh has skipped out on yet another event promoting Don't Worry Darling, this time in New York City. Her and her co-star Chris Pine pre-taped a message for fans saying they were unable to t- attend Monday's screening because she is busy filming Dune Part 2 in Europe, and he is in production in L.A. She said, we did not want to miss this opportunity to thank you for coming to experience Don't Worry Darling in IMAX. Chris Pine concluded the video t- by telling audiences they were in for a thrilling ride and that he hoped they enjoyed the movie. So for me, like the big news of this premiere in New York is not that Flo and Chris Pine aren't there. Like at this point, I don't expect her to show up anywhere. And like Chris Pine is a working actor. Sometimes people have to miss things. It's called. And I do think it looks better for everyone if two people are that Chris is is, if two people are missing. So it's like everybody's working as opposed to just Miss Flo. For me, the 
takeaway I had from the, the photos that came out from this event is like, and Margot like put something in my brain a few weeks ago. And now like, it's all I can think about. She's like, you know, that scene in Elvis when like, he's literally worked so hard, he's can't get up and they shoot him with something and make him go on stage. Like Harry Styles is doing a residency in Madison Square Garden. He goes to Venice Film Festival. He's doing all this promo. There's so much stress. Like he looked so tired at this event. Like he looked much thinner. Like he's just been like running on empty. And now I'm like, seeing it through the POV where it's like literally he needs to take a nap. Yeah, I feel that. Everything he does at MSG is just like so physical. Now there's this, he I also know. has another movie coming out. I think it's called The Policeman. Yes. So he's doing- The Policeman. So he's been doing press for mm-hmm. that. And no wonder he I'm, gives I'm us- worried No about wonder him. he gives us quotes like, the movie feels like a movie. Yeah. He's got right, nothing- that was a cry for help. He's got nothing it left to give. It was a cry for help. Like, seriously, somebody needs to, like, Harry's being overworked. Like, that's really how I feel. Those shows are so much work. It's hours of, like, singing, dancing, like, giving everything that you have. Traveling, Venice, press, policemen, premieres, screenings. Like, it's too much. Yeah. And it's, like, this residency at MSG, which I'm thrilled about, and I hope to be able to see a show, um... It's hella unnecessary. He just did like an American tour. He ended it. And then it was like, surprise, 10 more shows in New York. Why? The tour's over. Money. Not that he needs it. Someone, someone is behind the scenes shoving injection, injecting his ass with steroids. Like, let him go to sleep. Yeah, that's a good point. And him and Olivia, like the pictures and the footage is like giving, it's giving no chemistry. I'm so convinced that they're not together. Do you think that any of the recent drama has changed things between them? Yeah. I mean, because I don't know if this is how it works when you're in a relationship, like with a fellow public figure. Um, But if there's like drama from the public figure and it's like, it's the backlash is kind of splashing on you. Don't you have to evaluate, like, is this relationship worth it? It reminds me of Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I think for a lot of fair weather celebrities, it's like, get your stain away from me. I don't think right. Harry Styles is like that, though. I don't know him I do think all. he's scrupled. I think he's scrupled. And I think he's like, if I love you, I believe you. Like, we'll ride this out together. Mm-hmm. But what if, like, he didn't know about... I mean, he got Shia's part. What if all this time Olivia was like, it was you, I had to fire Shia. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And Shia totally exposed Olivia to the public and to Harry. Yeah. So that's the only thing. I don't think he cares about bad PR. Like he has enough goodwill PR like for the rest of his life. People love him. But there's also just the notion and the possibility that they're not being even remotely in love as in public for the film. Um, because they're being professional and this is Olivia's directing, not her debut, but it's like a huge deal for her as a female director. And maybe they're just sticking with that. Yeah. But I don't know. If you were truly in love, even if you were being professional, I would see a twinkle, you know? Yeah. Also, it's like an elbow, a, a shoulder shove. Now we're going to be professional after like Miss Flo had to direct the movie because you guys were nowhere to be found. <sighs> also, I didn't realize until I watched the trailer like last week how big of a movie this is. I thought it was going to be like one of those movies of like two people just like fighting in bed for three hours, you know? No, and that's why... Stepford Wives meets Mad Max. It's like... Right. Honestly, it's one of those films that's like a film. Yeah, so true. (laughs) And it's not like an indie. Like I think the reason why there was so much press around Olivia um, 
wild being a director is because it had like a big studio behind it. Like it had a huge budget. So it's like, that doesn't happen a lot for female directors. Um, and that's why variety was sitting down with her. Like, it's a huge thing. It's kind of like wonder woman. What's her name? Patty. Yeah. Patty Lapone. What's her last name? Uh, I'll look it up. Patty Stanger. What is her name? Oh my god, my typing. Wonder Woman. Google, <laughs> Google Wonder Woman Patty. I was trying. That's what I was trying to do. Patty Jenkins. 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 So um, that's why it's a big deal. Yeah, it's like a big ass film. And by the way, it looks so good. Like I definitely will see it. It does look good. It's not what I thought it was going to be at all. No, me neither. I thought it was going to be like a marriage story, the one with Scar Joe and Adam Driver, because all the, yeah. the pictures that were coming out were just the two of them in bed looking at each other. So I'm like, do they leave the bedroom? But yeah, no, it's yeah, like yeah, its whole yeah. world. Yeah. It looks good. Um, it does. It's giving Stepford Wives. Yeah. So um, we'll have to ask Snitch how it was, and, and if she picked mm-hmm. up on anything at the premiere, we'll have the exclusive for you, or you could check it out on The Snatchler. Yeah, totally. Are you ready for our next story, which is giving such loser mm-hmm. energy, I just couldn't. I couldn't deny oh, you. Already. I couldn't do it to okay. you. I would never. Love is Blind stars Deep D. Vempati and Kyle Abrams are no longer dating just days after they confirmed their relationship. Deep D. The hate I have in my heart for everyone from the second season of Love is Blind, like, it knows no bounds. It is a deep, deep hatred. Yeah. Yep. But Deep D. It is loathsome. And Kyle are going their separate ways. She announced, uh, he announced on Instagram Monday that he and his co-star are no longer dating. He said, I understand many of you are curious as to whether deep, where Deep T and I stand today. Since after the altar was filmed, we had decided to go our separate ways in early summer. I've since embarked on a new relationship, which I intend to keep private for a bit. So they were like kind of teasing everyone about like, are they, aren't they together during the... Uh, they were being fucking annoyed. Yeah, during the reunion, there was like some spark happening but they wouldn't really speak on it so I guess then they did start dating and now they're not dating and I truly don't care I I hate all of these people like when I see them doing interviews on podcasts like I will make a mental note to never listen to that podcast again like I like Natalie I Shane like I hate all these people because there's and you know what what was so beautiful about season one of Love is Blind is the people who participated really did not know it was going to be Netflix. They didn't know it was going to be this big old thing. And then when it became literally bigger than The Bachelor, the biggest show of the year, you attract the wrong type of people. And that's exactly what we got. Like Deep D and Kyle, like after the season, like being so fucking annoying on social media. It's one thing to keep your relationship private. It's another thing to use it as clickbait and drag it out and like giving thirsty energy. And that's what they were doing. And I I just started to hate. And you know who I started to like? The villains. Shayna, okay? Because she wasn't being annoying and thirsty. Justice for Shayna. Justice for Shayna. Also, this guy is just red flag central. First of all, the fact that he proposed to Shayna, a woman he had nothing in common with, who was like not interested in him whatsoever. Desperate. And even once they got together, he like wanted to stay engaged her, like just to be on the show. Like yeah. so thirsty and like, 100%. That is... I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Like, like how... I, and I feel like Deep Deep really came out like the hero of the season. Yeah. And so one, like, how does she not see that in him being like, you really tried to stay engaged to a girl who like, you have nothing in common with just to stay on a TV show? Who was mean to you? Sad. Like, and two, the other thing about Deep Deep was like, the whole season, you really thought she... I forget the name of her... Uh, Shake. 
Shake. You really thought she was trying to make it work with Shake. And like, obviously, Shake was extremely problematic, even more so towards the end. But like, Deep Deep mm-hmm. felt, it, it looked like she was really trying to make it work and that she really liked him. And, that, and at some point that they were like, getting along in simpatico and like are they or aren't they gonna get married and at the end like she denies him and chooses herself so it's like so were you acting the whole time like she acted like this was big surprise for us which it was but it's like we're not supposed to be surprised we, we watched your love story right he was an ass right but like you were committed to it and then no psych but like you're not an actress yeah. No, the second season like made me hate the whole franchise and like after the altar, after the altar part two, like we don't care. Yeah. <gasps> we don't care. Yeah. So they were dating. We do not care. Now they weren't. Care we do not. Um, nope, care. We, us. We don't care. And that's what you need to know. Happy for them. Don't care. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? A little sports. I could tell I got big loser energy. Are you ready for a little sports news? Yeah. Tennis great Roger Federer insists that he is retiring he says quote i am definitely done the 20-time grand slam winner tells today's savannah guthrie that he will walk away from competitive tennis following this weekend's laver cup in london roger federer is definitely done playing tennis he said in an exclusive interview that he is firm on his decision to end his playing savannah said you know unretiring is a thing now tom brady Uh now serena seems to be wavering a little are you done does she i guess so he said um by the way i'm so here for serena to unretire like i i don't think she has anything i think she has something left especially because when you go out losing it's not a way to go out yeah so this actually i'm very interested in because i'm reading carrie soto is back the new taylor jenkins read book which is about a tennis player at the top of her game she eventually retires and comes out of retirement and that's what the book is and now I have like a whole I actually have like thoughts on this as opposed to being like why do people retire why do they unretire right um, I don't know why he retired hopefully it takes a big person to come out of retirement like and to no it kind of takes like like a loser like honestly like for Tom Brady, like I just hate people who are wishy-washy like retire or don't like stop playing with us I know but it's like when your whole life has been committed to one thing like it's how do you no that's fair you know and especially when you feel that's like fair. you have more to give like so say Carrie Soto retired because she got injured but then she got the, her ACL repaired and f- a few years later mm-hmm. like why not play again see the thing with tennis is like obviously all sports are physical but like tennis is so physical you're not on a team it's just you you gotta run you gotta jump you gotta serve you gotta swing like it's really so labor intense there's no hiding um, like an injury no and so with and you can't rely I mean unless you play doubles but like you can't rely on a teammate so I feel like especially with the men's I feel like all of the greats are like getting up there in age like Rafael Nadal Roger Federer um those are the only ones I know no uh, Djokovic like he he's old too like I feel like we're ushering in like a new wave of like big tennis players. Like I, I didn't watch U.S. Open, but everyone was obsessed with this guy. And I'm so sorry because I do not know his name, but like I know his story. Let me just find it because like honestly, I'm not going to disrespect his story by like not knowing his name. All right. He's from Maryland. Tennis player, U.S. Open, Maryland. Francis Tiafo. His story is incredible. So his, him and his family, uh, where do they immigrate from? He was from, his parents were from, okay, whatever, I'm butchering this whole story, whatever. His dad was uh, a custodian in a tennis facility. They lived at the facility. In exchange, his son got to like play and train for free, became one of the best tennis players in the world. He made it so far in the U.S. Open. I don't think he won this year, but like he's, uh, he's the next wave. Yeah, yeah. 
So I feel like all these guys, like they're like they're getting old. Yeah. How old was that guy? Francis Tiafo is. Twenty four. Like it's his time. It's coming. It's his time. That's exciting. Anyways, but I wanted to talk about this new Taylor Jenkins Reid book, Carrie Soto, because mm-hmm. we love Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's like probably one of the premier authors of our generation. Uh, yeah. I know. Claudia's like mesh because she loved Evelyn Hugo, but Claudia didn't like Daisy Jones and the Six, and that's all you've read, right? And I started Mal- Malibu Rising. I'm like, oh, this stinks. I read Malibu Rising. Um, I, I actually just think the books of hers that get popular aren't the best ones. Like One True Loves was so good. And it's like, no one ever even heard I of it. I actually read a different book by her. I did, it was a DNR for me. It was like After I Do or something like that. It was one of her like romantic books. Now she writes really historical fiction about like um, yeah. interesting historical figures. And when I first started Carrie Soto, I was like regretting it. Cause I was like, I don't want to read a whole book about tennis and like watch mm-hmm. the whole match over like yeah. in the pages. But it's so good and her oh. writing is just so easy to read and I'm already like 55% and it, I was reminded why she is that author like I, I I'm caring right. about tennis and she's not making it like painful like love love okay I hit it then he hit it then I hit it right, out right but did it go it. out so uh I would recommend it so far and it's making me like care about what's going on in the tennis, tennis. world well you just missed the U.S. Open your timing couldn't be worse. that's true but I do have my um, morning toast um, country club merch that makes me look it. like the part. So true. Also, now that you live in Florida, like go play tennis. I know. Um, my neck is wow. Oh, right. Um, we still have the Game of Thrones recap, which I just like need to talk to you about. So was that the fifth that story? That was the fifth story. Do you mind if we dive Please. in? Please. The House of the Dragon recap is brought to you by Away. Away makes suitcases, bags, and other travel accessories designed to make moving through the world a lot more seamless, which is a good thing because travel makes us better people. It gives us different perspectives. So no matter where you're going, you can rely on Away's range of travel products to solve real travel problems and get you out there. I travel all the time. I just got home last night with my black Away carry-on. It is my favorite suitcase. I have the big one for check bags. I have the medium size. I have the small ones for carry-ons. So Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, other travel essentials that are made of different materials that come in a variety of colors and sizes. So whatever you're packing, wherever you're going, Away has a luggage that will help you make your trip more seamless. All of their suitcases are built to last. They have durable, lightweight exteriors that can withstand the roughest of baggage handlers. And every suitcase comes with an interior organization system. It includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. They have four 360-degree spinner wheels that are guaranteed for the smoothest roll and a TSA-approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe. With a sleeve that slides over your suitcase, Away Suitcase's bags are working seamlessly together to move as one, and they offer free shipping and returns for any non-personalized item within the contiguous U.S., Canada, and the U.K. They also have a 100-day free trial on everything that they make. So take the product out, live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days, and if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases and bags, at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast. All right, House of the Dragon, we had a wedding. Rhaenyra is marrying her cousin, whose name I could not remember for the life Lainor. of me. Lainor, who is Sir L- Loric's son. Corliss. What's the dad's name? Valerian. Corliss. 
Um, and it's a pretty good match because like they seem to have a nice arrangement. Like they meet and she's like, listen, I got a man. You got a man. Let's just like do what we have to do. Be friends. I actually think of all the ways you could be like set up. It's not a terrible way. Like, of course, everyone wants a great love. But back then you had to be able to just stand the person you were married to. And it seemed like they had a nice respect for one mm -hmm. another. But then um, her future husband's boyfriend had to fuck around and he found out. Like, I don't know why he was going around threatening to Kristen. But that's what happened, right? Like, I couldn't really figure out what... Because at first we're focusing on this gorgeous moment between Rhaenyra and her mans. They're... I love that her and Damon only speak in Valerian. Um, and she's basically just like, you have a problem with the wedding? Great. Whisk me away to Dragonstone and let's fuck. Like, let's just do it already, uncle. Um, and I think she's like making some headway with him. But then chaos erupts. And I don't even know what happens. Yeah, so I think it's just that. I think that um, Laner's lover provoked Sir Kristen. He like lost his mind. He's also just like kind of in love with Rhaenyra, like wants to give it all up for her. So he's... Not in a good headspace. No, he's not in a good headspace. His head mental space. health is also, suffering. And as right, we, he was about to kill right. himself. So hmm. uh, I think he burst and he attacked that man. Yeah, he attacked that man. It was so sad that like, what is Lenor? The, the, that Lenor's like one true love is gone. Like that was so sad. And then he had to like get married to Rhaenyra in the pool of his boyfriend's blood. Like it was fucking terrible. Um, I'm shocked that they actually got married. I thought the wedding would be well, stopped. I think, you know, the king dropping dead in the middle of your not wedding. Dead. Does, He's not dead. You don't He's think so? He's not dead. He's in the previews for next week. Next week jumps a few years. The king is looking fucking rough as hell. Oh, he's still but alive. he's still alive. Okay, okay. And that's when we get new. So are they that's married? That's when we get new actress. Yeah, they're married. Oh, so this was officially the last episode with the Queen Rhaenyra. Um, and I know it just like feels that way because like I'm averse to change, but like she's my only Rhaenyra. And I don't know if I'm going to be as like obsessed with her fucking her uncle when it's some other bitch. Like I, I'm obsessed as it is now. But like how, there's no point in them fucking if they are not going to be married. So no, totally, totally, totally. When I say fuck, I mean like Laner have for life. to die. Oh yeah. By the way, like if if they're gonna end up, and I do believe that they're OTP, Damon and Rhaenyra, like Laner is gonna be killed in one way or another. Speaking of dead spouses, the way I was not expecting Damon's wife to be so cute, like the way he talked about her, like big bronze bitch. I'm like, oh, she's like this wench who's stuck in the veil. Um, but she was cute. She was athletic, athletic. She loved to hunt. She definitely had like a thing with her cousin. Um, I was shocked. She deserved better. She deserved better. And that, what a way to die. Oh, terrible. And you still love Damon. Obsessed. Like, if only, like, someone would do that for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, what's not to like? What's not to like? It's literally, like, I'm obsessed. Wow, okay. Are you not? No, I am, but, like, she didn't have to go like that. No, it was bad, but you know what? Like, that's what they did back then. Like, I, I can't hold Damon to a higher standard. Like, terrible things happened all the time back then. And it was just, like, the way of life. Yeah, and the queenie's coming out. She's really pissing me off. She's entering her villain era. I'm glad she found Sir Kristen because I didn't want him to go. Um, and he needed someone. And I actually feel like they should get together because, like, why not? He already broke his chastity. And she's so fucking miserable. She needs a good dick. She needs a good dick and down. And Sir Kristen could get that. But he's so in love with Rhaenyra. I don't know if Can he Can you could. blame him? 
No, I literally cannot. So next week, it's um, it's a few years in the future, maybe like 10 even, and there's a lot of kids. I don't know whose kids they are, but there's a lot Shit. of them. And I, I do, have a like, I do like that they move really fast. I have a theory. I do like that. But it makes it difficult to get comfortable in a certain space, you know? I think after this jump, they're done moving. Because the kids, oh. like Aegon, uh, Allison's How kid, old is he? he must be 15. So he's like Joffrey oh. age, you know, ready, like could take the throne if the king died. Mm. You know, all that jazz. He gives Joffrey energy for sure. Yeah. Um. I, I know you have a theory and I like I want to encourage theories, but like your theories are always right. And like, I do like to be surprised. Okay, I'm sharing my theory. Okay, I'm taking my headphones off. Because oh. like, you're totally okay, well, right. There's... Like, you're always right. You're so smart. Like, I honestly, no, I'm always I like being wrong. dumb. I like being dumb in this okay, show I'm because gonna, I'm I always sh- surprised. I share it then. No, share no, with the no, people. Just, no I'm going to no, take my headphones no. off. If you don't want to hear it, they don't want to hear it. No, I want you to share. No, it's it's like not that. It's It's fine. Okay, she took her headphones off. Uh, next week, there's a ton of kids running around, and a lot of them are black of hair, which means that they're not the kids of Rhaenyra and uh, Laenor Valerian, or else they would have, you know, very light hair. So I think, like, her affair with Sir Kristen has resulted in babies that are not her husband's, and um, I don't know what that means for the realm. Okay, girly, I'm done. That's my theory. Not really a theory. You ready? Yeah. How did you feel? Like you feel like you're right? Yeah, I don't know what it means though. It's just something that I saw on from next week. It signals something. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just like so obsessed with this show. I can't like I'm so excited. I'm so grateful to be like get, like to have something. Yeah. You know that we're all a part of to live for. Yeah, something to live for. It's so good. It is good. I didn't love last night's episode though. I'm not going to lie. It didn't like do a lot for oh, me. Oh, I mean, for me, like a good episode constitutes how much screen time I get with Damon and Rhaenyra and how physical they are with one another. Um, but that like end scene made it worth it. I thought it was a fine episode. It's just painful to watch the king. It's like, bitch, just die already. Like between the nose and the hand and the eyes, like just die. Yeah. And what are you doing? Big dope, taking a big trip to visit the Valerians when you're not but well. He's like Go to so sleep. Funny, he doesn't even try and conceal it. No, and it's I like know. Ev- like I actually do like. I him. know, me too. And like every time he coughs, it's like, up, oh, this is the end. But no, he's still around. Got it. So I guess the fact that he didn't die and he just like fainted makes the scene at the end like kind of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, what else could go wrong today? And were they supposed to be getting married, like, in a private no. ceremony so that's right what after? I saw. No, they rushed it. That's what I saw in the director's thing, where they were like, this king, he keeps, like, having these grand plans for his tourney, and then his wife dies. And yeah. for the hunt, and he can't kill. And for this wedding, he's like, fuck it, just get married, goodbye. Yeah. You know what? It's a very Jewish way. It's just very superstitious. Like, don't, just go, just go. Yeah, but now they're married, and I didn't want them to be. Mm. I know, and, like, I think that, Rhaenyra's husband is like probably fucking pissed and bitter about his man being killed at the hands of her man um and I don't think it's gonna be this great relationship where they both you know balance each other out and respect one another I think he's gonna be really resentful and I think that they thought that they fooled everyone and that they figured out life and they played themselves congratulations you played yourself no I and I do like that they skip ahead because now it's like 
next week we'll we'll know like, the status we'll know of what happened yeah so i do like that but it's like it's you're just conditioned to watch tv shows and like find out what happens the next day yeah. you know but i guess we'll be moving into that sort of I, I don't even know what the new rainiera looks like i'm sure she's great but like i just love this actress like so much you watch a place to call home because she's in it yeah i should that's also a really good way to like i remember when i was watching um nashville and spoiler mm -hmm. alert, major spoiler in case you're watching Nashville. Um, Raina James dies. But at the same I time, I had been watching Friday Night Lights. And so she was still mm -hmm. alive to me. And I never had to grieve her. Yeah, I never I like had that. to grieve. You're keeping, you're keeping her energy, her <laughs> yeah. spirit with you. <laughs> um, so TV recap was that. And that's our show. That correct? is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Tickets available to my tour at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Have an amazing Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Bye. Bye.